Hmm? Last week we looked at heresy. Okay. Well. Yes, we looked at heresy. So, so we looked at um, heresy last week, and um, we got to a point. Uh, I told us we'll continue that particular subject. That point was when we had to differentiate between heresy and apostasy. Okay, what I I, I told them that heresy has to do with you know endorsing teachings that are false. When you embrace doctrines that you know that are not true, that are not scriptural, that is heresy. Heresy is different from error. Error is a mistake. Everyone can make a mistake. You can read the Bible and interpret it wrongly. And then when you discover that you have made a mistake, you correct yourself. That is a different thing. But heresy is that this thing is we know that in Christianity there are doctrines that they confess, tear doctrines. These are doctrines that you don't need to contest it. As far as you are a Christian, you must believe in it. You know that doctrines that differentiate us. We think we have something that is peculiar that made them redeemed. Winners, we have their own. Deeper life, we have their own. Entire revival ministry has its own. And we can have that little minor differences. But in all churches, there must be something where you go that you see. If you don't see, then it's me that's not a church of God. And the principal thing we, we, we looked at that last week was what? They believe in Jesus. They believe in the name of They believe in the infallibility of the word, of the word of God. That is what, that is a universal truth as far as Christianity is concerned. So anything outside it, in the book of Galatians chapter 1, verse 9, we saw that Paul was saying that anyone that brings any gospel contrary to what you have been given, that is, any gospel that is contrary to what, to the belief in Jesus Christ should be treated as a gospel. So that is primarily what heresy is all about. But today, I want to go back to what I started with us two weeks ago, which has to do with zeal and passion. Can we remember? There was a series I started two weeks ago. It has to do with passion and zeal. I spent time to discuss with us godly passion and zeal, what it is and what it's not. Then I gave us assignment. I said that we should give five reasons why godly zeal and passion should be a priority. I don't know if you remember the assignment. And I'm very, very sure that nobody, nobody even attempted it, let alone submitting it to me. What you forgot, my goodness. Now, quickly, because of time, let's rush through. So, the first reason why godly zeal and passion should be a priority for you is that one, God desires passionate believers. God desires passionate believers. Because we have talked about giving your life to Christ, you are giving your life to Christ to a Christian. Don't just be a, a careless, non-challenged Christian. Non-challenged Christian. Christian that anything goes, anything, it doesn't matter. Don't be that kind of Christian. God only look at my heart. Because God look at my heart, I should just say anything I like. I should do anything I like. I should go anywhere I like. I should 
I'll dress people anyhow I like. I should wear whatever I like. No. That is not the gospel. God is as interested as in your heart as he's also interested in your speech and your action. So, as a child of God, there is a need for you to be passionate. Passionate about the things of God. That is why I'm bringing this to you. So that it can help you in your work, in your journey. You will know what to say yes to and what to say no to. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So, God desires that we all become passionate. He desires and loves passionate believers. Let's begin look at the book of Titus, chapter 2. Verse 14. The book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 14. Who is there? 2, verse 14. Who gave himself for us? Who gave himself for us? That he might redeem, redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself of himself a particular peculiar people, zealous of good works. So you can see zealous of good works. So one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came, died, he rescued and purchased us is because of what he wants us to become zealous. Zealous for what? Good works. Not zealous for your physical appearance, look good or no, zealous for good works. And good works is what? To serve God. You know, I told us as a Christian, we must what? Obey, we must honor, we must trust and serve God. Christianity is not some inward journey. People that tell you that it's about the heart, that deceiving, they want you to be destroyed. It's not some inward journey that should be seen and not heard. Our faith should be fervent or boiling over for God. So when you see people that are going to say pray, ah, there is a minister in this church, don't talk about her name. When she's thinking of praying, when she used to be praying, me God said, if I was going to the camera, I'd be like, this want to take the camera from me, I want to come, because you, there is no how. You know, when you are with people that are true worshippers of God, you know worship is infectious. Very, very infectious. If I'm, if I'm with you, and I'm praying, there is no how you don't want to pray. Because he, because I, he, this is there. The same thing. We see that I can worship God very. There's no one. The way they're worshiping God, you too. You don't know when you join them. So this lady, the way she will be jumping and be, be praising God, she's like, "Come, please, you know, I'm going to get this lady." Do you understand? It's not about your voice. Your voice sounds. So it's about what the anointing, what's inside of you. So God wants us to be passionate. So when you see those kind of people and you're like, "Hmm." Is a lie because you are not encounter what they encounter. If you encounter what they encounter, you do more than death. So God wants us to be what? To be passionate for Him. To be zealous. Is a command. He wants it. So you must be what? Zealous. Tell your neighbor, you must be zealous for good works. Number two, zeal is the first step towards accomplishment. Zeal is the first step towards accomplishment. Any great man or woman you know in this world that is making exploits in their chosen field, in their ministry, or their careers, is because those people are zealous. Anything you don't have zeal for, you can never excel in it. If I don't have zeal for teaching, forget it. I will never, I will not be deep. I know I'm still, there's still high for me to climb. But this level I am, I will not have got to it if I'm not zealous for it. If you are not zealous for singing, 
you will not go far in it. Because by the time you, they, they, you do the first part of training, you will be tired, discouraged, that, ah, what is there for me? But when you are serious, you will be accomplished. So if you want to be accomplished in the kingdom, get what? Serious. Get passion. Whatever we are passionate about, we make it happen. Because we accomplish that which motivates us. Whatever motivates you is what you accomplish. So if, if what motivates you is food, then that means you will end up being a very good cook. Because of what? Good food motivates you. Do you understand? This Developing zeal for God will help us grow spirituality. spirituality. A passionate church that reaches its goal for God is a church made up of passionate individuals. So as a church, we are a church, right? A youth church. For us to get to the high, there are so many things that God has in store for us. For us to get there, each of us, one by one, must be passionate for God. So I am here, and I'm here on a mission, an assignment for me. I am here to help you guys, to fire you guys up, because there is so many things. I might not actually be there when the real journey starts, but if you, each and one of us, we have zeal, we have passion, our lamp is burning. Do you understand? When we now come together and join hands together, what will happen? Enemy will flee. So, this morning, the man of God that was leading us, doing the, the workers' prayer, I have told us to, those of God likes to come in to church, and you come in, you be running around. I will start fishing you out now, like you. Once you come, and they gather, they are praying, or that you go come and come and come, they will not chase you out. Yes. There are so many things that are teaching there that will help you. The man was teaching, he opened the book of Songs of Solomon, if you go, you can read it, chapter 1, verse 6. He was saying there that that woman, he was, she was tending the water, the vineyard of others, but she left her own. That thing also connects what I'm telling you now. So, if as a group, individually, you have not built your state, you have not developed your own personal passion for God, and you think you can affect other people, you can contribute to the church, it's a lie. Instead, your own coldness will be quenching the fire in other people. That's why you come to church. You see people that are very serious, they are on fire, they want to do things. And there's some other people that don't have understanding of where they are coming from. Be like, the only is too much. Think of the God become, and you see that the fire that person begins to come down because they are in an environment that is what? Toxic. Number three, zeal changes people. Zeal changes people. First is to change me, it will change you. You that is zealous, it will change you. Before I could come out to teach these things, I have studied, have studied it, I have applied it to my life and see that it works before I can talk about it. So, it first changed me, it affected me first. I was the first participant, the first participant before another person. So, the good thing about passion is that when you are passionate for the things of God, it will first profit you as, a, as an individual before other people. Your thoughts, your feeling, your love, your care, your message. The message you give to your generation, everything changes. Then secondly, it will change others. So when other people begin to look at your life and see the, the good results of what you are you are representing, they themselves, they will join you. Those other people that will be affected can be your family, your co-workers, your neighbors, every other person around you. If you are passionate for God, people will be saved every time. Sometimes you don't have to say so much. Just you are appearing in a place, you will see people, you know, 
seeking the face of God because you are passionate for Him. Number four, zeal for God protects me from sin. When you are zealous for God, you protect from sin. Look at the life of Solomon and David. It's a very popular um, story in the Bible. David and Bathsheba. David and Bathsheba. You know what happened? David was supposed to be in a war front. David has always been a warrior all his life. He won so many battles. It's not true. He conquered territories. Then on that day, he chose to relax. He's not getting old. He's not feeling accomplished. He's not a king. He wants to let other people now go to war. Me, I'm the boss. Then just stay behind and be taking reports from them. That was where the devil attacked him and he sinned. So, your zeal is what protects you from sin. Do you understand? Many believers begin to lose their zeal for God. First, by, and before you know it, things become routine. You see them in, you see them in church. Do you understand? They are always on fire. Then suddenly, 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 maybe they should come to church before by 7, before they now become start coming 7.30. You think everything is normal. Then, they, before long, before long, the next thing you know is that they are out of church and their life is no different from someone who is lost. So, this one is what, this person used to um, be passionate for God. Then little by little, the person started deviating. And the leadership is not observing that this person is drawing back to encourage the person. Before you know, the person will go back and be more miserable than someone has lost. So it is your zeal that prevents you from sin. Then finally, zeal for God makes us selfless and kind towards others. If you are someone that is zealous for the things of God, you have godly zeal, you will be passionate to want to make others feel comfortable. You will be selfless, you will not be about you all the time. You will be kind, you will have love, you will be sacrificial. Do you understand? But when you are not a passionate person, you only care about yourself. When I was teaching us about Godly passion, I told us something that we live in a me and myself community. And that has made us work not to want to be passionate about something. Because if sometimes passion will need it to be sacrificial, to do something to solve of sin. And if you are not willing to do that, your passion begins to die. So when you are zealous, you will be so selfless and someone that is kind towards others. Zeal, godly zeal takes us from the point of seeing every facet of life as a means to satisfy ourselves to a place of seeking the benefits of others and pleasure of God. What did I just say? Yes, facet of life. For instance, now, I am teaching you this is a facet of life. It's an opportunity, it's a platform. If, I, if, if I'm a passionate person, I will not see it as a means of what? Profiting myself. I will not see it as a means of what? Just um, for me to gain some kind of advantage. I will see it as a, as a privilege to want to impact the life of other people, to be a blessing to people, and also to please God. Do you understand? You don't understand? You got a job. That job is not just for you to get to be paid to, to, to take care of yourself. It is also an opportunity for you to reach out to other people. There are other people that in, by meeting you in that place of work, your, the, the examples you give them is what we make them to fulfill their purpose in life. Do you understand? So that is what it is all about. 
filled with words help you not to be selfish and unkind. Do we have any question? Hmm? Okay. I thought you said the other question. I saw it here. Any question? Any question? So, if I should ask you, will you be able to answer? Eh? You'll be able to so, let me start with this. Are you willing to develop passion for the things of God? You have developed it. Okay. Now, the place we read in Second Titus, in Titus, rather, chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible was talking about what? Zeal towards good works. Can you give me examples of good works? Well, I know that we have younger ones that might just be like good works. What you say good works? Who can give me an example? Okay, witnessing, winning souls, evangelism. And what again? Eh? Nobody have idea. Good works is your assignment. Is your assignment? Go home and find out examples. Examples. You don't understand. I've been assigned already. Go and find out examples of good words. Please, can we do an as we pray?